0: Hello, and welcome to Inspiring Questco. This is a series of conversations with members of our Questco team. We'll hear their stories, celebrate their successes, and we'll all hear a little bit more about what makes them and our Questco organization so special. I'm Jason Randall, Questco CEO, and I'm so honored today to be joined by Treslin Eldridge. Treslin, hello. Welcome to the conversation.
1: Hello. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. It's so nice to talk to you. Now, you currently serve as a manager in our payroll area, which I think we all know a little bit about what that is, but probably not a lot, as, or perhaps not as much as we think. So I was hoping you could tell us, what does it mean to be a payroll manager at Questco.
1: So payroll manager, we hold a lot of different roles. Not only do we serve the payroll team, but we also serve a lot of the other different departments as well. Because within payroll, we touch workers' compensation, we touch benefits, um, the accounting team, so the manager really helps encompass the payroll specialist and help with any of the issues that the other departments may have within the payroll team.
0: No, if I know anything about payroll, it's that first of all, it's extremely time sensitive and then it can also be really emotional, right? Uh, you're, yes. you're ultimately responsible for getting people paid and our clients fulfilling this just success, uh, essential aspect of their role. Um, so how does this break out in terms of your work week? Is it different on various days or there, are there times of year or days of the week that are heavier in terms of your workflow?
1: There really are heavier days. Most of our clients right now tend to want to submit their payroll and a lot of their changes on Wednesdays and some of them even on Thursdays at the moment. So the middle of the week tends to be the heavier workload. So a lot of our busier days are going to be, the middle of the week. Um, and then for busier times of the year are going to be the end of the year. That's when clients want to submit a lot of their year-end bonuses. That's when they're going to start realizing, oh, I forgot to do this in the middle of the year. Can we please get this corrected for John Smith W-2? Um, and then if we have, um, so let's say, someone mispaid a check on January 31st. Sorry, not January 31st, December 31st. We have only a couple days into January of the following year to get those corrected. So even a couple weeks into the new year gets really hectic and busy. So those are some very, very busy times of year and payroll.
0: And I, I to those that aren't as familiar with the department, it, it might seem that, hey, this is just really effectively data entry, right? That the, the computer does all the work and we just sort of take the client's information and, and make it so. But in fact, there's a lot of there's a huge body of knowledge around this subject. And the department is responsible for a whole lot of really calculated, intricate sort of tests on on an everyday basis. Uh, And as manager, a lot of it really falls to you, right, Dreslin, in terms of making sure that we're accurate and timely and appropriate in the way we're behaving in terms of getting people paid.
1: Yes, we have to know a lot of the compliance rules within the IRS. We have to know whenever the IRS updates um, the social security limits for the year, Whenever they have updated any of their regulations, because not only is it important for Questco, but it's also important for our clients that we know that information. Because if for some reason our system doesn't calculate it once for whatever reason, we need to catch those things to make sure that we are accurate when we submit the apparels uh, over to our clients
0: and then you've you've been in this role for a while at this point but for uh, before that you were uh, working directly client facing more as a larger percentage of your job as a payroll specialist and so what is it what has your experience been like when you moved from doing the work directly yourself to supervising and managing others what did that uh, cause in you how did your uh, how did your sensibilities change at that point
1: not a whole lot really changed because thankfully I knew my entire team. So, a lot of them came to me with a lot of questions prior to my role change. The only thing that really changed within me is to step back and delegate a little bit more because I was so used to doing all of the work, now I had to learn how to delegate. That was that was a little bit of a change.
0: It's a different skill set, right? Because something I associate with you is a real fierceness and a real pride in in doing just a wonderful job. And that can be tricky when it, it, it comes to accomplishing that through the team as opposed to directly your own efforts uh, doing it in terms of getting a payroll processed or, or something calculated correctly. Yes. So you've been with Questco quite a while at this point. How long exactly?
1: It will be nine years coming up April 22nd.
0: Oh well, happy anniversary! That's that's wonderful. And what were you doing before you joined us?
1: Before this, I actually worked at Best Buy in Conroe. I was there for almost three years as the sales lead in Best Buy Mobile, so just below the Best Buy Mobile manager.
0: So that is a real difference in terms of how you spend your day. And what what motivated you to join Questco?
1: I wanted somewhere that I could have a career, somewhere that I could really learn. And grow with an organization. And Quesco was somewhere I knew I could do that with because thankfully I knew people already at Quesco. So I knew that was somewhere that I could get my foot in the door and learn from an organization.
0: Do you think we've delivered on that promise to you?
1: Definitely. I had, from where I started to where I am now, I cannot tell you how much I have learned.
0: Well let's unpack that just a little bit. And what would you what advice would you have for say someone that's starting with us now in terms of maybe they have the same motivation that you did nine years ago about wanting a place to grow and, and develop a career? Uh what what sort of made you a success with us?
1: Definitely listen to people. Um if you are afraid that you don't know enough from the get go that, you know, you're coming in not knowing anything about the PEO business, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid that, you know, your skill sets aren't there. The people around you are going to be willing to teach you. So just ask the questions that you don't know, because everyone around you is going to be willing to teach. They want to build you up.
0: And, um, you know, you, you mentioned how long you've been with us and how has the company changed in, in these nine years?
1: We've really grown because when I started almost nine years ago, we were just a Texas center in this building. I don't even think we completely took over both of the buildings in Conroe. Now we have four cost centers, The new corporate office, we actually have, you know, a bunch of remote employees. Of course, when I started, we had the original owners. Now we have the investors. We have a new set of um, executive team. It's, It's all around change, but the change is always good. It's always for the better of the company. And to me, it keeps the company going. And I'm trying to find the right words for it. Um, People shouldn't be afraid of the change because as the company grows, you as an individual are going to grow as well. Because as I know change is scary and change is always, especially when the leadership changes. People are always afraid of what's to come and what's going to happen. But every time I've seen a leadership change, you know, I've been through three CEOs now. And every time that that's happened, it's always brought more with the company. Like we went through, like I said, three different CEOs. And every time that's happened, the company has just grown bigger and bigger and bigger. And that has been probably the greatest blessing for Quesco.
0: I don't know that size to a, to uh, you know a, a teammate is inherently good or bad. It just sort of is. But I think what you're you're implying is that um, with that growth has come some opportunities and some further investments in you as a professional.
1: Yes, and that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. Yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you for understanding uh- what I meant.
0: Yeah, it's well. No, I mean, you do a—you've done an amazing job of adapting to a constantly changing set of circumstances. And you know, one of the questions I have is, as a leader of the organization is, hey, how are we doing against that promise of being, uh, you know, recognizing and embracing the whole person that works for us as a teammate? And you know, our, as we as we grow in a, in size and it's harder to be physically present in each other's lives, are we going ahead and um, making sure that? each person feels valued and that we're, we're maintaining a lot of what built us to this point. And I think you're a wonderful example of someone that helps bring that vision to life by being very concerned about your team and making sure that humanity and all of us comes through in the workplace. And I'm just very appreciative of you along those lines.
1: I think we're doing a really great job, especially with Questco Perform now. I think it's a great tool that we have used this year to make sure that we are allowing our employees to feel valued, to feel seen and make sure that they know how much they're appreciated because that way they can see it in writing and not just a quick conversation that they have with their leaders. And then they can see that you know, it's not just between them and their manager or supervisor that it it gets brought up with higher ups, you know, with the executives that they can see it as well. HR can see it. So it's not just a quick conversation, you know, between them and their direct supervisor.
0: So along those lines of visibility, you know, mentioned several times being seen. Um, I'm curious as to your thoughts around how being remote for these last couple of years, how has it challenged you as a a leader? Um, How has it been good? How has it been not so good, perhaps? Um, Just it's a new phenomenon, certainly within a payroll department to run this way, but we were forced and I think we've done a wonderful job. How has that felt to you?
1: So I think it's helped because it's kind of forced everyone to, in the payroll world, to go green a lot faster than we meant. But some of the challenges, in, for for at least for me, is I don't get to see my team as much as I would like. I don't talk to my team as much as I would like because when we were in the office, I could easily just go walk around and say, hey, how are you doing? But when it's a remote setting... I don't know if they're busy doing a payroll. So if I make a quick phone call, are they in the middle of a call that I can't see? Are they in the middle of something very hectic and heavy that I'm about to interrupt them in and I'm going to make them lose their train of thought? So there there are some complications when it comes to remote, but I have seen such an uptick in their work and in how much they're getting done by being remote because they're not getting some of the distractions that comes with being in the office. But there are definitely some... Some things that I wish we had by being back in the office again.
0: And of course, as we're recording this in the spring, we're, we're trying to find that balance, right? Where we're encouraging people to share some of their their selves with us during the work week and then uh, try to get that remote uh, sensibility sort of still intact, what people like about both situations and try to harvest it. And then we'll just keep on uh, experimenting and seeing what works best for us. Right. Now, I wanted to go back to, uh, you actually mentioned Best Buy before, because as I understand it, Best Buy was uh, more than just a stop on your career journey, but uh, you made a pretty big acquisition at Best Buy, did you not?
1: I'm sorry, say that again?
0: Did you, know, you made a pretty big uh, personal acquisition uh, during your time at Best Buy, didn't you?
1: Yes, I did. A very big one. Um, he's actually in the other room at the moment. Um, it's where I met my husband. Uh, we've been together for just over 10 years. So if it wasn't for Best Buy, I would not be married and would not have my two daughters. So it's one good thing that came from being there.
0: And certainly the reason I bring that up is that there's a very personal side to your story that I know you're you're, um, willing and eager to talk about. And certainly I'm very curious because, um, you know, among the challenges our people face um, can be really serious fertility challenges and, and family planning issues. And I know that this is something that's been very um, dear to your heart as you think about your Questco experience. I guess I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so my, as I said, my husband and I have been together for 10 years. We actually, he proposed to me two days before I started with Questco on my birthday And one of the things that I like to do around my birthday every year is National Infertility Awareness Week happens to fall right around my birthday every single year. And the reason why I really like to celebrate this is because my husband and I really struggled with infertility after we got married and we were trying to have a family. We struggled for two years. We really, really wanted to have children and we just couldn't. We went to doctors. We tried to figure out why, and we eventually did find out why. They said that the only way that we would be able to have children is through IVF, in vitro fertilization. So if anybody knows what that entails, um, it is very expensive. It's a very long process very emotionally draining. Um, It's not for the fan of heart. And thankfully for Questco and for the team that was around when I went through this, they let me offer my appointments, any of the procedures I had to have done. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have my family right now. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Questco team, for everything that y'all did. Because again, I don't know if I would have my family. But... um, the reason why I really want to talk about this is I don't think infertility is really talked about enough in the world because when I went through it, I didn't know anybody else who was, and I kind of went through it alone and I don't want any anybody else to go through this battle alone. So when I got pregnant with my first I started to open up more and after I had her, I definitely started to talk about it because she's a blessing to me. She's a miracle. And I want to make sure that other people know that even though the journey may feel dark, may feel very bleak, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a miracle there that will happen. Um, And then when I, was ready to have our second. I started finding Facebook groups to talk through because I didn't have that for my first. Um, And as I said, national infertility awareness week always falls around my birthday. So I make sure to post about it because of how many couples struggle. I want to bring awareness every year and make sure that this is a topic that is talked about.
0: Well, you know, we, at every single town hall and company gatherings, we, we emphasize that wh- who we are to our clients is ultimately the resource that helps them feel that they're not alone in the challenges that they face. And we believe that an essential part of that that story is being there for our people as well. Um, I don't think it's appreciated just how common this sort of difficulty is. It's, it's one in eight women are, are touched by this, which makes infertility as common as breast cancer, more common than type 2 diabetes. And as you mentioned, Treslin, it's also a situation where oftentimes uh, a workplace can be ill-equipped to deal with the, the exact logistics. And it's a, lot of, it's a lot of scheduling, right? There's a lot to this that's emotional, but there's also a lot to this that's practical.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: the message that you're so eloquently getting across is that we are here to support our people and the challenges that they face. And, and this, this was yours. And you know, there, there's nothing more worthwhile than our historic ability to help you through. Uh, making your family complete. And so I'm proud of the historic role we've had in that. And I'm ex- exceptionally proud of you for raising awareness to this issue and uh, also sharing a little bit of your own story with us for something that's really common. And again, when you were going through this, what would you recommend that folks do uh, if they would, an internal uh, Questco person, if they'd like to know a little bit more about this issue?
1: They are more than welcome to reach out to me personally. I will gladly talk to them, answer any question. I am an open book when it comes to it. I will be very straightforward. Forward, answer any question. I will not hide anything. Um, yeah, please reach out, and I will be glad to answer any questions.
0: And as you mentioned, uh, the 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 week of commemoration is April twenty fourth through thirtieth this year. Yes. Um, so happy birthday! And uh, again, thank you so much for sharing of your story with us. Uh, Treslin, before we adjourn for the day, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience and, and your Questco teammates?
1: I just really want to thank Questco for everything that y'all have done for me um, in the nine years, almost nine years that I've been with the team, um, because it's been a great journey and a, I don't want to say long journey because I still plan to be here for a while longer.
0: Well, we're very grateful for the work that you do and more importantly, the person that you are. So Treslin, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you.